to Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. My name is Dylan Murphy with a shiny new microphone. Ooh. Um, not as much shiny as, as a very moody black. Um, with me as always is my co-host John. John Gillen, how are you? I'm doing well. Your voice sounds silky smooth and fantastic, my friend. Yes, thank you. We, uh, as, as listeners know, we took a few weeks off to uh, work on some of the behind the scenes stuff and that included me. Uh, setting up this fancy new microphone and yeah we're both me and she and i are both very happy to be here um so yeah we this is our first uh, mini episode of our our kind of our new run and we're going to be talking about effects we talked about distortion on the last uh on the last effects episode distortion overdrive um, and all the uh, nuances within those particular pedals but today we're talking about delay now delay is a really interesting effect and it's it's one that when we've interviewed previous you know previously interviewed players in the past uh, when we asked them what pedal would they bring to a desert island a, a good few of them have talked about delay because of its versatility because of what you can do with it i mean i find it to be almost like an intimidating pedal because there it's one of those ones where it's not like um, makes louder and fuzzier it's it's like it's a very you know pardon the re- repetition of the expression nuanced pedal there's a lot you can do with it but mm-hmm. john when i ask you when you think of delay in guitar world in the guitar world well what what, what springs to mind well um there's <laughs> springs yeah to mind? yeah who springs to mind obviously there is there is one who kind of popularize the effect of course that's the edge but yes i i even even before the edge you had david gilmore like really if you think the wall came out in 1979 right and so think of run like hell like that sound where it just feels like it's just kind of that echo is almost chasing you down right like it's such an epic thing and it's not that it wasn't used before because you had players like even Hendrix kind of played around with some tape delay stuff and and um Brian May and Jimmy Page and all that stuff but really like that iconic sound I think even before the edge starts with David Gilmore at least for me so wow okay yeah and I, I suppose we can all think of you know we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit in terms of like effects and, and what you can use it for but like the comfortably numb solo is just bathed in this kind of anthemic uh, soaked delay sound that mm-hmm. really makes it just cut through the mix as, as like a guitar solo it's what makes it's part of what makes that solo so anthemic not just the playing but also the sound of the, the and- guitar that comes through and that sound I, shapes the next 20 years. I mean, really to this day, but it, it had such an influence on what came in that next decade with the 80s. And you li- you think about all the other stuff, U2, The Police, um, all those other guitar players that come out, even the Shred guys, you know, Van Halen, um, and they have those epic solos, right? So it's so, I that solo from Comfortably Numb just shapes the next 10 15 years it's crazy you're absolutely yeah, I mean, right i mean not so much like technique because it's very much of its own like it's all so beautifully written in terms of phrasing and you know it's one of those guitar solos that you know i think we've recommended in the past for people to learn because it's a real lesson in just articulation in terms of no note choices and the, the bends by themselves um but yeah i mean that's a, that's a really really interesting point in terms of like the influence that that had in terms of the sound everybody wanted to sound like that so i suppose 
talking about delays, I mean, this is not something that really started in the 70s. This like the whole idea of like the delay effect goes back yeah. a long way. So could, could you tell us a little bit about that? You have a bit more of a knowledge on this. Yeah, it's interesting because it essentially starts in the late 40s where you have like Pierre Schaeffer and the, uh, forgive me, my my French yeah, friends yeah. For, for totally mispronouncing his last name. Uh, but with the whole musique concrète and, uh, and then you have Karl-Heinz Stockhausen as well who are, who are playing with these tapes and they're re- recording things and they're looping things and mm. um, they're kind of keeping all of this stuff going, right? So um, what happens is they realize that you can you can pre-record things and you can also loop it across multiple heads. So it kind of re-records it and adds this little delay effect to yeah. it, right? Um, and so this is the, the origin of the tape echo. And... What really happens is then in 1945 as well, of all people, our favorite innovator, right? You've got Les Paul, who um, <laughs> the who builds this massive tape echo machine and Sun Studios really catches on to this and they start using it. And Sun Studios and Sam Phillips, who's yes. kind of the main engineer behind Elvis really gets that, that sound for Scotty Moore. Reverb's also a huge thing that plays into this. Um, but that tape echo really starts there with Les Paul, Sun Studios and Elvis. And yeah. that's kind of, that's, that's a real important milestone for all of that. Um, and then after that, you've got Ray Butts who kind of takes an amplifier and figures out how to compress this this huge thing into an amp. He he looked at these huge monstrous machines and said, I bet I can put that into one thing. And sure enough, Chet Atkins picks up this amplifier. And, and that's a huge aspect of his sound is in this amplifier. And then eventually we start seeing these smaller machines uh, in the 50s. You've got the Watson uh, Watkins copycat that comes out. And then Here's our here's our man David Gilmore, known for the Benson Echo Rec Two. So that's that's kind of one of the big tape machines. That's a big part of his sound. And then finally, you've got the Echoplex. So the Echoplex is the one that we all know from that yeah. time period, where you've got Jimmy Page, Brian May, all those guys who are using this tape delay. But these are still really big. Um, there's, there's a lot of development. They're large machines. They're hard to cart around. You know, they kind of sit on top of the amplifier or somewhere behind there. And it's not really, when you think about the stuff that's starting to move into pedals and you think about your distortion your fuzz and your overdrive and all that, Mm. that by this time in the late seventies, it's all coming to that. You know, it's, it's, can I get this, this thing that I can control in front of me? And the tape delay is really hard to do that. So yeah. eventually we have the first analog chipset, which is the BBD, which stands for the Bucket Brigade uh, Delay. And it's just this chipset where essentially you've got these transistors where it sends these packages down the line, um, but just with a delay in the signal. And that's, that's, you know, our classic memory man delay, those early Ibanez delays, all of that stuff that kind of coming out around the same time as like the 808. And then finally, first digital delay pedal, 1984. Wow. We get the Boss DD2. Okay. 
yeah i i i that's that's really interesting okay the dd2 i i had not heard of that before i assume the dd was like maybe an effects unit or something and then it's just going to build from there because i think we're up to like the dd7 and yeah i mean there i i have a dd3 and it's a it's it's just the the possibilities I mean, from like getting the slapback sound, that rockabilly sound to like the warping function, there's just so much on it. And it just it's like it became almost like I I, I just wouldn't turn it off. It was just kind of something that you just keep on the whole time because of just right. the, just the extra layer. It was like almost having like a second guitar player there to fill out the sound. So I suppose that's one thing I'd love to discuss. I mean, in terms of like it's 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 a very versatile effect in that it can be used for, you know, it was massive in like uh kind of like post-punk sound it was a big thing talking heads were like big delay mm, big yeah. delay fans you know it was just a real part of that movement and also it's used in shred and also it's used by all these rockabilly guys i mean like brian setzer you know it's 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 a massive part of his sound which i suppose is kind of that weird outlier who was part of the post-punk thing but also part of like that 50s 60s rockabilly thing as well and yeah it's just it's 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 i mean i suppose coming back to the edge um it's it's a really interesting thing to consider because it's almost become like sort of a crutch and it's like mm -hmm. it is his sound i mean there's loads of people that have like a distinct sound in terms of like brian may and even like jack white like these are people that when they play guitar they sound like them and people will say like if you play with their effects or their um you know their custom effects that they bring out they're like oh you sound like this person but with the delay it's like it's it's not something it doesn't translate to non you know non-amplified guitars it doesn't translate to guitars that pedal it's a really hard effect to i suppose like you know worm your way out of because like it's it's you know you need a massive effects unit to make it sound for the edge to sound like the edge it's a it's a really interesting thing in terms of a sound bill bailey has a, a really good sketch the sound of comedian where it's like a technical failure at a u2 concert and it's like you know the edge it's basically him impersonating yes. the edge yeah and then it's jingle bells you know when the when the power goes off oh, and it's man. yeah i mean it's just it's just a really interesting thing i mean i've i've looked up there's a quote from bob dylan um when he's talking about the edge it's like everybody's going to remember your songs it's just that nobody's going to be able to play them and i think that's a really interesting point like it's 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 got that dylan it's going to cut right through you you know, compliment and then takes yeah. it away. But I, I think it's just, it's just that thing. I mean, like in the, but it's seen... true, right? Yeah. Like uh, you remember, I remember the first time I heard pride by you two. And I just went, yeah. how in the world is he playing this? I have no yes. idea. And then someone sat me down and was like, actually, it's pretty simple. It's just this box here. So I was like, all I need is the box to sound like <laughs> you two. Okay. Sold. I'll buy, I'll buy a box. So I have no idea what it does or how it works, but cool. <laughs> if that'll if, <laughs> done. It does. It does take a while to figure out though. I mean, there really is yes. a science behind it in terms of that. So I suppose uh, going back to that, I mean, we really should, I'm not going to go back to the edge the whole time because we really should do a separate episode on him because there's a lot to unpack there. But mm -hmm. I, I think in terms of like the standard pedal, what, what can you change in the pedal? Would you be able to tell us a little bit about, like, if you pick up a pedal, what kind of effects are is the standard pedal going to have? Yeah, know, so a lot of the standard things that you're going to have on there are going to be the length of the, the delay, your mix, and your feedback. Those are probably yeah. the, the most common things. You'll have other things like tone adjustments. 
Um, part of the reason I think the history is important with this is understanding a lot of pedals now give you the different options where you can shape your sound to make it sound like a tape delay, to make it sound like a bucket yeah. brigade delay, that analog sound or the digital sound. And so really understanding that that tape delay is going to have, uh, I'm going to use the word warmth, warmth. to it. <laughs> That's the, everybody take a shot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, but what it is, is there's a little bit of a high end roll off on that uh, tape, but it, and it also kind of has this degraded sound to it on most of these pedals. Now, whether you're looking at a Strymon or a TC electronics or something like that, this option of kind of having something that simulates a tape delay is going to roll off that high end a little bit. It's going to add kind of a little bit of fuzziness and distortion to it, just like it would if it were kind of a degraded tape. Some of yeah. these even allow you to change that. Uh, and then the Bucket Brigade actually has a very specific like 3K, uh, 3 kilohertz roll off, right? So that also kind of darkens your tone a little bit. It means you can play with that high end a little bit more, really drive your your feedback loops and that sort of thing but um it does have those sounds so some of these have those controls where like the tc electronics the nova delay for example allows you to blend different variations of of that sound of those ages of delay which is kind of a cool feature so but your key ones again are going to be the length of the delay, whether that's in milliseconds or beats per minute. Sure. And then your mix and your feedback. So the milliseconds, you if if you have a pedal that has milliseconds, you can always kind of do a, a calculator. When we think of Pride, for example, I think it's a 400 millisecond delay, which means the tempo is like around 112 or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of a big part. Like Edge really likes that 400 milliseconds um, thing. And, and then the it's kind of... Yeah, and, and, and the song is built around that length of a delay. It's almost not like we're thinking in terms of beats per minute because remember when they're tracking this stuff, they might have a click, but they're not, they're not recording to a grid like we do yeah. now. And yeah. so that makes a difference in how that delay is used. So a lot of these new digital ones have a tap tempo, which means you just tap it in or even a display where you can actually dial it in specifically like on the Strymon and on the TC models. I know even Time does that as well. Um, so you're like, oh, well, if everybody's playing at 110.5, then 110.5 it is. You know, that's pretty easy to do. Now, the other ones, the, the idea of the mix, that's going to be your wet-dry signal. So you can swing it all the way so that it's all wet, which means you never actually hear the attack. So when you're doing something like a reverse delay, you end up with this really cool swell effect. So you can definitely play with the mix depending on the type of delay you have. Even that slap back, when you, if the mix is all wet, you don't hear that initial attack. And that means you just get the, the echo effect. And then play with the feedback a little bit. So the feedback is how that echo is going to continue to build before it starts to decay. So if you crank your feedback knob all the way up, it never decays and it only builds, um, which can be really kind of a weird sound. It's fun to play yeah. with if you're doing like soundscape shoegaze stuff uh, where you can just crank that knob up at the right time, creates a massive amount of feedback through your amplifier as well 
can be really exciting. So it's something to play around with. But playing around with those two controls determines how much of the effect that echo you actually hear versus um, just the dry signal. So those, those are the three things that most pedals will have that really, I think as a guitar player, you should be comfortable with kind of blending them and figuring out exactly where everything goes. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a really interesting thing as well in terms of like combining them and seeing what works. I mean, sometimes like I've used the tap tempo before on yeah. my DD and it's just so handy. It's just because I'm... I've played gigs before where I'm with a drummer and, you know, if he's not playing to a click, it's going to be a bit different every time. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's where the boss DD three, like it's, it's a, such a great pedal, but like there's loads of pedals out there. I mean, it's, I mean, I suppose the big one would be maybe the Strymon timeline. That's one that you see on yeah. a lot of pedals. I mean, it's weird. Uh, I mean, as a guitar player, it felt like Strymon just kind of came out of nowhere. I know they've been around for ages, but their delay and reverb pedals just are just kind of like the industry standard now. Yeah, the, the timeline just changed the way everybody thinks about it. There were obviously digital pedals, but the just the amount of processing power and the flexibility that that has um, just changed the way everybody thought about it. It's pretty incredible. It is. And then you've got like the Electro Harmonics Memory Man, which is an analog pedal. And like there's, I think there's seven different versions of it. I mean, you've got like the mini one, which is like the memory toy. You've got the memory boy. You've got the like original memory man. Just so many different versions of it. Like it's it's a great pedal. I've never, I've just seen it demonstrated. I've never had a chance to play it. And um, plus it's a big one as well. And speaking of like big, bigger delay pedals, uh, the line six, I wanted one of these for a while. The, the, <laughs> the, the well, DL4. they were huge. I mean, they, they were, were huge. Yeah, they were essentially the uh, the the Strymon, the timeline of their day. Like, did you ever did you ever have one? Did you ever play one? So I I went to a real um, yeah yeah yes phase, and delay was a massive part of their sound because they didn't have a bass player, and it just mm -hmm. really kind of filled out the rhythm of their. We've talked, we did an episode on you know me defending them <laughs> as a band before <laughs> Nick Zinner. You and, won me over. You won yeah. me over on the on the on them. Yeah, it was good. And he was he was a big like you know DL4 fan. And the thing is, like, it's understandable. They have what is it? There's like twenty different effects on this. And it's just, it's a, it's a crazy modeler in terms of like, it's fully pro programmable. You've got like three different pedal settings on there and a tap tempo from like sweep echo to stereo delay to that ping pong effect. Like, yeah. and also it's got the Frusciante seal of approval, which I'm, you know, a big fan <laughs> of as well. I mean, I just, you can go down these forums where people just discuss Frusciante's tone for a lot of things. And one of my favorite Chili Pepper songs is called Don't Forget Me. And it's got this just incredible feel to it. And it's all the DL4. It's all like loads of people are like, how does he make that happen? And then again, like it depends on what you're doing. I really like the Boss DD3. I might even upgrade to a DD7 down the line, but or I might go down like the Strymon route or something if I wanted to get a different pedal. Um, like I know Tom Morello is a big fan of them as well. And uh, like the boss delay and delay was a massive part of his sound as well in terms of like yeah. adding like adding to that scratchy effect the excuse me sorry the coachy sound at the start of that you know the that audio slave song where it sounds like a helicopter that's mm -hmm. that's basically a delay pedal him tapping his guitar strings with a pen and like it's it's crazy oh when that's I saw interesting that. i didn't know yeah. that i would have thought that would have been a tremolo 
Yeah, and it's it's just that, and I like it's it's primarily a, a delay effect as well. Um, I, he does have a tremolo on his board. It's one of the like you know when you see his pedal board, it's like four or five pedals. But like I think it was like a DD7 that he used primarily to make the sound. And then you've got the MXR carbon copy. I mean, like MXR pedals. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would be my go-to, but apparently they're you know one of the better ones. I mean, if you're looking for something simple and kind of streamlined. Um, you could do you could do a lot worse, and yeah, I mean, there's just so much out there. I mean, yeah, I, if you were to pick a delay pedal, John, I mean, do you have a pedal on your board? Uh, yeah, I've got the TC Electronics Nova Delay, um, which has Love been it. a great pedal, good old faithful. Uh, to be honest, I'm considering getting the uh, uh, the the timeline is probably going to be the next thing. So. <clears throat> for better or worse but yeah that's but i've had uh i had a couple of different boss pedals over the years i've had um what else there was i had i had a dl4 for a very brief time period kind of just as they were just as they had sort of peaked you know <laughs> um <clears throat> and then an electro harmonics like a memory boy at one point in time as well so what about you oh, okay yeah i've just had the dd3 and to be honest it's it's ha- has more than enough on there to keep me busy in terms of what it can do and yeah i mean the tap tempo was was such a massive thing for me when i discovered how to use it and how to sync in with a drummer um i was playing with Stephen sharp uh we were recording the album and like the song water lady which i is like my shining guitar moment on that album uh it was all thanks to the tap tempo which because it, it sounds like three guitars in one if you get the the repeats right it was just i was really really happy with that and um, yeah it's it's a great pedal um before we sign off uh i, I have to if anybody's interested in how the edge uses uh, delay there's this guy this guy tim darling has written an article called the study of the edges guitar delay and it goes through everything the milliseconds the wow. you know the basically the amp placement how he used the original tc electronic 2290 and you know and also it's really interesting as well to see how he kind of came up with the sound and that it might get loud film which you yeah. know i don't know if you saw that but it was like you know uh him and jack white and jimmy page and he's like oh well you know i have this pedal uh, but that's not that's we'll save that we'll save that for our edge episode. We might make that a Patreon exclusive. Uh, yeah, I I I I think it's it's if I could, I, I would be similar inclined to the um, similarly inclined to the players that we've had in terms of like if I was on a desert island with one pedal, it would probably be a delay just in terms of like the stuff you can do with it. It's fun. It's a fun pedal to mess around with because you can just it's not like a distortion, in terms of it's just like on off really fuzzy kind of fuzzy not so fuzzy it's 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 something different so yeah it's it's a lot there's a lot more to it it's a lot more complex so yeah i mean that's delay yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about reverb next time as like the sister episode <laughs> like sisters in the uh yeah the you can't chain. really talk about one without the other right yeah uh but yeah ho- hopefully you've enjoyed this and um, we've had a lot of fun kind of like looking into different pedals and researching how they were uh used and how the effect was developed uh we, we'd love to know your thoughts what are your favorite delay songs is there a sound are there any like uses of delay on a song that you love we, we'd love to hear about it you can look us up on sharpen that axe at gmail.com or sharpen that axe on instagram we'd love to hear from you and um, yeah that's that's delay without further delay uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> oh dad you, jokes microphone, no your microphone has got me uh you know pushed me over the edge whoa and um, oh. <laughs> 
so sorry. I'm uh, the dad here. Every- like, seriously. <laughs> you are the dad here. Come on. <laughs> uh, you're the only dad here that we know about. Um, <laughs> stay so. sharp, everybody. Catchphrase. <laughs>